0: everyone and welcome back to Crossroads Minute.
1: The podcast we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host Erin.
1: I'm your co-host James.
0: It is minute 70 which begins with highway driving and goes through the Hollywood Bowl slash Hollywood Bowl Museum sign. So yesterday you, you were talking about a song that you tried to Shazam.
1: Yeah I, there was kind of a guitar song that I was like oh we're right at the end of the minute I'll Shazam it Uh, at the beginning of the next minute, when there's more time to let Shazam do its magic. But Ben changes it. Yep. He changes it to Cheryl Crow's If It Makes You Happy, and then Kit kisses him on the cheek?
0: I'm assuming because she's so happy that he changed it to quote-unquote good music?
1: Right. Let me tell you about the song If It Makes You Happy.
0: Please do. I love that song.
1: Uh, it is the lead single from Sheryl Crow's uh, 1996 self-titled album, which I think was her second album. Uh, it peaked at number 10 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it won Best Female Rock Vocal Performance at the 1997 Grammy Awards. Okay. It ties with her 1980, her 1998 single My Favorite Mistake as her third highest charting single in the United Kingdom. Reaching number nine on the UK singles chart, it also peaked at number one in Canada. Let me tell you, Canada fucking loves this song. It peaked at number one on like four Canadian songs charts. Isn't it? Was is
0: she Canadian?
1: No, she's from she's from California. Oh, so okay. I'll I don't know, know what it was it about head. this that Canada just loved this song. Um, it was her final top ten solo hit in the United States. Um, it made it to number ten on the Hot 100. Okay. Yeah, which I already said. Um, it uh, also made it to number six on the Alternative Songs chart, uh, which is the chart that I do for my countdown, uh, which mm-hmm. means that if I was doing this in 1997, I would have played this on my show, which, was kinda, which is kind of fun to think about. Um, yeah. It made number 75 on the 1996 year-end Hot 100 chart, and it made number 55 on the 1997 one. Um, it's not super common. I mean, it happens, but it's not super common that songs make like – two year-end charts um, in a row. And uh, my final thing about this song is that it was number one on the ad- adult alternative songs chart, which is as opposed to the alternative songs chart. Um, the only thing that I think... It, adult alternative songs is like as opposed to adult contemporary. Okay. It's like edgier a little bit, I guess. Okay. Um, In that like, like lots of Coldplay and Jack Johnson... And like okay. the Lumineers and stuff. So it's like, it's still not like wailing guitars and like music that your kids are listening to, but it's not like uh, Michael Bublé, I think okay. is basically what makes adult alternative songs. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it's a wild chart to look at um, because there are lots of songs that were also on the alternative songs chart over the years. And then there are songs that it's like, and number one this year was, or number one this week was. This random song by this this lady named Maggie Rogers, And I was okay. like, huh, okay. Well, she was an adult alternative songs superstar because she had more than one song there, but she never made a a, a mark on the the chart that I l- listened to, which is which is weird. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> that is um, <clears throat> that is if it makes you happy by Show Crow. I think that's the first Show Crow song I ever heard in my life. Okay. Um. It's possible I heard "All I Want to Do" um, before that because it was from the previous album, but this is the first one I have memories of.
0: I do not have particular memories of the first time I heard a Cheryl Crow song. Um, I do have a memory of when I, of this song coming on my playlist, uh, like randomly coming up on shuffle when I had first. It was when I first took up running. And I remember being out with Torg and I had gone farther than I had intended to. And so I was on my way back. I was almost home, coming up a hill, almost home. And I was just so done because I had gone like an extra half mile out that I hadn't intended to, which meant an extra mile. Right. um, All told. Um, And it just suddenly like it was getting dusk and this song came on and I was like, all right, I guess we'll just run up this hill. And the dog was just like bounding joyfully next to me. And it was just, Aww. it was a really good, it was like the, one of the first times that I was like, man, running's kind of awesome. So that's great. Yeah. What a yeah. great memory of this song. It yeah, it is. It's a really good memory of this song. And so now whenever I hear this song, it makes me want to go running.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, Aaron's so gone. A- oh, no, <laughs> Aaron.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one to like mix into my running playlist. Right. Um, and just hope that it comes up at a time when i need the boost
1: right wow that's really cool
0: yeah there was
1: a there was a time in like the mid like 96 97 time period when cheryl crow seemed like she was like the baddest ass lady of all time on like really alter yeah all, like cheryl this crow? album cheryl crow there was this album, this self-titled album, at least in my memory as a 13 and 14-year-old, I was like, oh my god, this lady's awesome. She's like a rock star. This is great. I know that like pretty much anyone, including Erin, which is weird to feel judgment from her on this. Um, I'm not judging it's like, you. It's just a wait, surprising
0: what? thing to hear. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, I recall there was a time when it was like, yeah, Sheryl Crow, but like... I mean she she basically turned into like a like a beach hippie.
0: Yes. Like okay. and fine, yeah.
1: but like soak up the sun and all that all that stuff was like 7 years away or whatever. So like she had a time period where this album and like the one after it were like this this is like the 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 new rock queen. It was weird. Yeah. Cuz around that um, time
0: around that age if you would ask me who like the most badass like female rock star was i probably would have said alanis
1: alanis was like right there like uh, it was like cheryl crow if you haven't listened to jagged little pill yet
0: okay now see i also at this at that point in my life like 13 14 i was still mostly listening to country right and whatever cds i had so right. I probably had not encountered Sheryl Crow until after I already had listened to Alanis. And I listened right. to Alanis because my dad was a high school teacher and he had brought home a poster that some kid had made for a project that they had glued a bunch of CDs to. Right. And then just like left it at the school. They didn't bring it home with him. And the only CD that was salvageable off of that poster was Jagged Little Pill.
1: That's amazing.
0: My dad pulled it off the poster and he's like, do you want this? I was like... I don't, I don't know. I, wow. I guess I'll listen to it and see. So I I I got Alanis when I was firmly I was listening to Leon Rimes, Backstreet Boys, The Newsy soundtrack and Jagged Little Pill <laughs> in like 8th grade.
1: That's yeah. amazing. That is yeah. really amazing. Yeah, it was and like it, what's funny is she won that Grammy and one of the one of the people she she beat. Uh do you know that So there's a song called... I'm taking a bet here.
0: (laughs) No, I I love it. For a second, I was like, did the audio cut out or is James trying to decide if it's worth asking this question?
1: (laughs) So there's this song called Mother Mother um, by this uh, musician named Tracy Bonham.
0: I have heard that name, but I might be combining multiple other people. Helena Bonham Carter and some a number of people named Tracy.
1: There's a there's a tra- there's a a musician who was also nominated that year named Tracy Chapman, who did yeah, like Fast, Fast Car. And, Fast Car, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I love Fast Car. Anyways, um, so this song, Mother Mother, if you've never listened to it, it was sort of a, she was kind of a one-hit wonder-ish sort of thing. All the Tracy Bonham fans are going crazy at me saying that. Um, <laughs> with this song, but this song was like, when I was first getting into alternative radio, I was like, this is the loudest shit i've ever heard in my life and it's great and if you are mad at a parent it is super so go listen to it despite the fact that i just described it as super which is incredibly lame um (laughs) it's it's a little lame (laughs) it's a little lame um but go listen to it and like the fact that cheryl Crow beat tracy bonham for best female rock vocal performance is wild um, but it, I think it does give some indication about where Cheryl Crow stood in the world at the time. Okay. So then uh, Ben, uh, Ben, my guy, he starts singing along.
0: He oh, sure does.
1: He lets loose.
0: He does. And this is the first time he's done this, right?
1: Yes. Yes. We, and, we it, didn't, and it shows.
0: We haven't gotten to see him sing along with Shania or NSYNC. sync, Right. This is the first moment. I wanted to confirm with you cuz I couldn't remember. I feel
1: like and I feel like what I just said about Cheryl Crow is why. I feel like Cheryl Crow is like the the middle ground.
0: Yeah. She kind of, yeah.
1: i feel like and I I feel like, you know, if it had been Alanis it would have been the same. Like yeah. it, it like it's like, "Hey, I know this song. I love this song. Hey, we know this song. We love this song." Yeah. Like I think it just occurred to me that it's because it wasn't girly pop, whatever, whatever Ben would call it. It was something that he had heard on alternative radio and like, yeah, yeah, but it is a great moment.
0: It really is. And then Lucy like leans forward and like puts her hand up on his shoulder and he reaches back and they link fingers and he kisses her hand and it's so cute. Yes, it's very, so very cute. cute. But also, why is she still in the back seat?
1: <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> Has she I mean, not gotten um, shotgun privileges yet?
1: Pregnancy.
0: I guess maybe it's easier for Mimi to get out of the car to go pee a zillion times. Yeah, I. Yeah. Or maybe Aren't you know what? I just had another thought. Lucy and Ben don't want to out themselves yet. Really. So Lucy's gonna stay in the back seat. So yeah. that Mimi and Kit don't know that she and Ben have hooked up,
1: like, like they aren't gonna see the the hand kissing thing.
0: Oh well, maybe Lucy had originally been thinking. I don't know. You're right. No, that makes sense. I think <laughs>
1: Lucy's snacks are in the are in the back behind the driver, and she's <laughs> like, "Listen, I'm not gonna be moving my snacks to all sorts of new places."
0: Yeah, this is where my Twizzlers are.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'll just stay back here.
1: It's like that 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 old ancient saying, wherever I lay my Twizzlers is my seat in the car.
0: It's true. It is an old ancient saying.
1: hmm Absolutely. Um, we have several seconds of them singing along to this song, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it did it feel to you like they they took like two, like three second shots of B roll, and they just used back to back to back again?
0: Yep, a little bit. There's. Yeah. Like, Kit and Lucy are like, instead of sitting in the back seat, they're like, because the car's a convertible, they're like right. sitting on the upright part of the back seat. Yeah. And which, I don't know. It seems like that would be very windy and unsafe.
1: Well, the final destination is still like fresh in my mind for all sorts of things they do in this car. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't remember that part. I have Well, I don't think Final anything happened in Final Destination,
1: but like I'm like this is how you get decapitated or like yeah. eviscerated or whatever. Like stay in the car. Yeah. What are you doing? Just
0: sit down and put on your seatbelt, young ladies.
1: Exactly. We're God, still cool and such
0: hip. Parents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Be brave. Um <laughs> but like the, the, the scenery that they kept driving down the road to i was like yeah we already saw that tree mm-hmm. what's happening
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's like
1: a cartoon um <laughs> it was a cartoon okay that's oh it bad.
0: was no it was though <laughs> i don't have any more notes for this minute
1: oh then sit down and buckle in young lady oh that, i'm sorry that i said that um no so that's then- okay
0: you have you have more notes for this minute
1: yeah, so okay. then they cut to um, a city, and we see Movie Stars Home Tours, and I wrote Movie Stars Home Tours, they're in L.A., so yes. they make it to L.A., uh, then uh, next to that Movie Stars Home Tours, do you know what I saw, Erin? It's very scandalous.
0: I do not.
1: A Coca-Cola song. <sighs> no. Yes.
0: Why would they leave that in this movie?
1: I don't know, because I think that someone was just taking B-roll and... And they weren't thinking about it.
0: (laughs) Man, somebody got fired.
1: Yeah, I hope they got fired. And then they became um, Judd Apatow. Okay. um,
0: (laughs) Wouldn't that be a great origin story? You know what? That's my new headcanon origin story for Judd Apatow. (laughs)
1: Um, Then I did some research on the Hollywood Bowl, um, which is they see the sign for the Hollywood Bowl, which I think is where the audition is. Did we establish okay. that? I think it's where the audition is.
0: It may I could have, be wrong. It may have been on the flyer that we covered yeah. an hour ago, right. many right. months ago. Right. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> okay. So it's an amphitheater in the Hollywood Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles. It was named one of the 10 best live music venues in America by Rolling Stone magazine in 2018. Um, it's known for its band shell, a distinctive set of concentric arches that graced the site from 1929 through 2003 after being replaced with a larger one beginning in the 2004 season. So when this movie takes place, it still had the original arches. Okay. Um, The shell is set against the backdrop of the Hollywood Hills and the famous Hollywood sign to the Northeast. Stay tuned if you want more information about that um, to next week, because I actually went like one second ahead and, well... Um, (laughs) the bowl refers to the shape of the concave hillside. The amphitheater is carved into the bowl is owned by the County of Los Angeles and is the home of the Hollywood bowl orchestra and the summer home of the Los Angeles Philharmonic and the, and the host venue to hundreds of musical events each year. And whenever you hear like someone on a podcast talking about like, Oh yeah, we went to a concert. It's like always at the Hollywood bowl. Like it, I've heard it uh, referred to a lot. Um, it's really, actually, the, the Hollywood Bowl Wikipedia page was kind of interesting because it goes from, like, when the site was discovered in, like, 1919 up through, like, present day and, like, everything that happened with it. So when I say kind of interesting, I just mean the one part where it talks about, like, when the site was discovered and then that's it. <laughs> oh,
0: but, okay. um,
1: it's, I mean, like, I like a good Wikipedia page that's, like, thorough and is, like, very beginning to yeah. current. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel like we needed the full thing. I think we're going to be auditioning at the Hollywood Bowl um, at some point in this movie. Um, at some time in the next four weeks, actually. But um, four and a half, four, or five weeks. Um, anyways, uh, but that's all I had. Because okay. uh, I have some information on a building that I will copy and paste to my notes for next week. Okay. Um, we'll, we call that mysticaling them. Okay. Because I had to move information about mystical shake ya ass to the following week.
0: That's true, you did.
1: <laughs> but that is all I have. So uh would you like to do social media?
0: Sure. We are on Twitter at I almost just said we are on Twitter at social media.
1: Uh-huh. Socialmedia.com. It's dot com.
0: <laughs> we are on Twitter at crossroads underscore min. Individually, I'm on Twitter at unabashedly Aaron.
1: I'm on Twitter at unabashed James.
0: We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, and if you would like bonus content, yeah. let me tell you how you can get bonus content. You go to patreoncom slash Network. You sign up for two dollars a month, and you get so much bonus content. Actually, uh, is it In- this? Is it this week? When is the the? At, at the time that we are recording this, I have just uploaded bonus content for Thanks for the Lyrics, which is like a, there's like a three minute discussion that I snipped out of an episode. That Tracy James and I uh, discussed,
1: and I um, I posted two separate uh, posts, both this same week uh, that we just re- that actually last week as from when we we're recording, and a couple of weeks in the future, um, based on uh, uh, well one of them was about uh, the Boomcat album. Yep. Um, which that we was your discussed newsletter last week, yep. right? And then I also uh, uh posted something for Thanks for the Lyrics about a movie I watched that's related to a song we haven't even recorded yet.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, but we will record tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> yeah. But hey, time travel. Ooh.
1: Time ooh, future and past coming together. Yeah,
0: if you too want to be a time traveler, you can for just $2 a month. That
1: should be on the website. <laughs>
0: hey colin <laughs>
1: just yeah colin just pop that up there You're No explanation needed man it's it's self-explanatory
0: honestly i feel like if we told colin to put that up there he wouldn't even ask for an explanation he'd just be like i'm okay
1: <laughs> what is it
0: <laughs> so yes you can get yes. lots of great bonus content not just from us those are the things that we have posted recently yeah. but there's also excellent bonus content from all the other shows on the network so get a little uh, little inside scoop sneak peek at yeah, Some of the stuff that we have that <laughs> that was too random to make the final cut for the episode, but Which... we still thought you needed to hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that should tell you basically everything you need to know. Yep. <laughs> um, hey, so we are in California now. We've made it. We're in Hollywood. This movie is beginning to start to wrap up. Yep. Join us next week as we see how Mimi's audition goes. And Kit is gonna be visiting Dylan. Oh man, got lots of adventure left. Adventure? All right. Well,
0: <laughs> there's, it's adventure.
1: Un- there's some adventure. There's it's at least adventure because there's some events that happen. So
0: that is true.
1: Yeah. Um, but until then, hey Aaron. Yes, James. Will you go on the adventure of being best friends forever with me?
0: We will.